0: Hello again, and welcome back to the Fear and Beer Podcast, where we talk all things horror, horror nights, and just a dash of beer. I'm Nick. And I'm Seamus. All right, after a brief little one week hiatus we're yeah, back. we took another break. You, took guys, break. you guys took a break? Took a break. Took a break. I think
1: we've taken a break like the last couple – well, we took yeah, a break we last week. we off, did on. We yeah. on, off, on, off. But, you know, family was in town, so. Yeah, it's been a busy. To...
0: Spring break's been absolutely murdering us at work. Murdering me at work, at least, so. Yeah, it
1: hasn't been murdering me at work. Yeah. I mean, more annoying than anything else because you, like, Dis- you go to like Disney Springs on a Wednesday night and it's packed. Yeah. yeah. you like, why the hell is it so busy? Yeah. I'm here to see a movie on Wednesday night and it's busy as it's hell. It's full.
0: Yeah, we went over – I was trying to get into Universal today and it was all three parks were at capacity. Silly was insane. Silliness. Insane. I I don't get it. But regardless, we are back and we are doing a pseudo version of Killer Reviews. We're gonna be going through the shining. Classic. You all know it, y'all love it. We are again joined with Kevin. Thanks for having me. Oh yeah. We gotta talk some movies tonight. We're gonna to talk some beers, talk some movie. And, and this, this and this worked out good because
2: I had just watched the movie recently again. Yeah. So I was ready for the shining. <laughs> Perfect.
1: Yeah, do you want to explain why you watched the movie? Maybe let our audience know kind of what, yeah. what you prepared for before this one?
2: I made a video. Uh, I have a channel called Dude Tours where I fly to crazy places, interesting places where you either can't go or shouldn't go, and I fly to them in a flight simulator and talk about them. So I flew to uh, the Timberline Lodge, which is really the um, site that was the outdoor uh, yes. shooting location for the one Over- of them, actually. the Overlook Hotel.
3: The we'll get we'll get into it more into it,
2: as we get into the but movie the, um, but the other hotel two hotel wasn't used for shooting but it was the inspiration for the novel, which was oh novel. no right right the Stanley, the Stanley hotel. hotel
1: we'll we'll get into that but like I think th- I thought there was two shooting locations they they built a set in England and they had the actual hotel and they the, did oh they yeah.
2: did re- recreate part of the outdoor right. one correct um so yeah so I fly to crazy places in Microsoft Flight Simulator, and I had just done the, Overlook, and then. Had watched the movie again, yep. done some done some research, so I am ready for The Shining.
1: Perfect. And longtime listeners of the podcast know I'm not <laughs> going to pass up a chance to talk about The Shining. So nope, anything Stephen King, Seamus <sighs> is in. Oh, this is going to be a good one, especially when you bring up Stephen King. But we'll get into a lot of that if you don't
0: already know. I mean, we could do one of those bad Easter movies if you no no just do The Shining. Okay, we're going to do The Shining. Okay, no. I mean, okay. Not, <laughs> I, I mean <laughs> so
1: before we do that, what did you, it was Dude Dude Tours Dude Tours D U D E. D-U-D-E. All right, Dude Tours on YouTube. Check them out, Dude.
0: All right, so let's crack into these beers before we get too off the rails so we can narrow these things down, and then we'll talk Shining. So again, we got... Because
2: it is Fear and Beer, right? Fear and
0: Beer. You are right. We got, this week, three different beers. Instead of passing them around, we're going to just kind of individually go through them because we want to jump in. There's a lot to talk about with this movie. So we're going to waste no time And we did try to theme these beers up, and we kind of lucked out with some can art, with some titles and stuff like that. So I'll kick it off. So what I got today for my beers, I got something from Green Man Brewery up in Asheville, North Carolina, and it's called Trickster. Very ominous looking can, lots of reds, which big factor in this movie. It's a IPA, American IPA, 7% ABV, and a 76 IBU.
1: So what you're saying is you both picked the IPAs, and I didn't. That's yep. interesting. That yep. doesn't usually happen.
0: So we'll see what this thing is. They call it more of a... like It's like a tropical style because it has a lot of pineapple, peach, and kind of orange flavors with like the hops and stuff like that. So we're going to dive in on this I one. I mean, so. Green
1: Man is somewhat related. Stephen King wrote The Green Mile.
0: Green, green Mile, green yeah. yeah.
1: trying don't think of anything else that had to do with green.
0: Off the nose, I'm, I am getting some of that pineapple, and it's a very light-looking... Now beer. is Green
1: Man the brewery or is it yeah? Uh Green, Green Man is, is the, the brewery. brewery,
0: Trickster is the is the actual beer itself and it's sitting at a nice three point eight five on our beloved untapped, which kinda gives us our smells. Our know all about that. That but smells, it does have a very true. very strong pineapple smell, that's for sure. Yeah,
1: and I think that's probably what it is that I, that I got off the nose. It smells
0: awesome. Yeah. I'm kind
1: of jealous you picked that one.
0: Yeah, just luck of the draw, I guess. So I'll dive in and see what this one's all about. Not bitter at all. Very soft. I don't get a lot of the pineapple off that first sip, but maybe it's something that needs to just sit, and it'll kind of come to the forefront in a little bit. But overall, it's definitely... It, 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 it sways, because I'm used to those New England IPAs where it's like the citrus... And this is definitely more of that fruit-oriented IPA, so it's good. This is a good like summer beer. Juicy, it's, yeah. It's a nice session-style beer. This is again only seven percent, so it's not really a crazy beer. You can have a couple of these, and not too much of a big boy. Yeah, no, nothing, nothing, no triple imperial or anything like that, but. Good beer. I'll have to check these guys out and see what else they got kicking around the neighborhood.
1: So, just so some background: Green Man Legendary Ales. uh, They're based out of Asheville, North Carolina, and they're one of the original breweries, opened in '97. Um, Not a lot of information on their website from the very outset, but looks like they've got a big, big facility now, like a three-story. 20,000 square foot facility a packaging hall so they got they get quite the operation going on so yeah I'll have to keep an eye out for these guys I've never heard of them before yeah well,
0: this is the first beer from them so I'm, I'm liking it so far what do you guys what else we got over there
1: yeah we can go me next it's fine I think mine is probably the most relatable to the most movie apropos apropos a little bit a huh. This is an artisanal brewer's beer from New York. It's called She's Turt with Prickly and Pink, and according to Untapped, there's multiple versions of this with different like different things in it. So like this one's got I'm not even sure what the hell Prickly Pink is. Oh, prick, Prickly Pear. So according to Untapped, shout out, uh, this one has a guava and Prickly Pear from at puree arete in catskill new york so i think the at Pure arete in is like an instagram or something like that um i guess they do purees of different things um uh, this is only a four percent abv it's a obviously a sour so it's not going to be as boozy or heavy yes. as yours are but i'm always down for a little bit of a sour beer so yeah, switch
0: it up a little bit keep the palate guessing. oh man I like that smells interesting <laughs>
1: I mean, it smells a lot like it sounds like pears, I guess. I, I'm not, to, to be honest with you, I haven't had a whole lot of beers with pear in it. Yeah, no. What the color look like? Tons of head, Really it thick. It looks really, a little, it's actually, little thick. It's actually dark, yeah, rusty. Can't see my fingers through it. It's almost like a dark rust color, though. Interesting. And I wonder if it's... i a couple pennies. And I mean, I think artisanal.
2: It's got some good carbonation going on there. So they call it
1: pink guava. So I don't know if that has something to do with it. There's milk sugar in it. So Ooh, that would make well, sense. Milk it's gonna make sugar. sugar. It's going to be def creamy, a little bit sweet. Sour ale. So it's definitely got that... It's really hazy. I mean, yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen a sour it's, ale this hazy yeah, before. No. But then
2: again,
0: what do I know? <laughs> it's very definitely cloudy.
2: It smells good. It's looking like one of those... Beers that might almost have like some floaters and a lot of stuff in suspension. I don't know if it mm-hmm. does, but that's the cloudiness that it looks. looks yeah, like. you're
1: probably right. It could be unfiltered. I think
2: there was the term turbidity, I think. Is... Yeah. Woo! As he makes it sour. Oh! sour?
1: That is sour. <laughs> that's perk factor, bud. Wow. That'll get you every time. You guys do have to try that one. Just I know like, we said we weren't going to like share this <laughs> one, <so far, laughs> just just that's like Okay. that one that one's got a kick not that i don't like it yeah um wow it's. it could be the fact that it's a little mm-hmm. bit more room temperature it's not as cold yeah. um which is fine oh, yeah. I, uh, for me i'd rather have a sour that's got a little bit of neutral a temp on it temp up on it i know that like with craft beers you gotta have them around 40 high 40s low 50s rather than the cold 30 something but yeah um yeah this is really good
2: Ooh, took a gamble and it paid off <laughs> you seem to be enjoying that
1: I did I do <laughs> I, maybe the first maybe the, I wasn't expecting the pucker because it's not as bad the second time I have yeah. it but
2: but that's what a good sour grab the first sip grabs you yeah Yeah, and, and, I, and that's you, the thing yeah. like if you take the first sip of a sour and say to yourself oh my god there's no way I can drink this yeah, yeah it's kind of out I, of a beer but it's, no it's gonna end up being a great Yeah. Food.
1: yeah that's for sure but I'll admit, the reason this one fits with this episode is it's got a nice little uh, illustration of a lady, and she's holding a baseball bat, and if you've ever seen the movie, you know what we're talking about. She kind of looks like Wendy. It is, you know, yeah. she oh, got the black hair, we got if the If you're bat. watching on the camera, you can't really see it, but she's weird. We'll throw a picture up on Yeah, we'll throw a picture up yeah, on, the, we'll picture up uh, on the Instagram the, yeah. if you can't see it, but illustration by Violet Rose at Violet Rose Art, so on Instagram, so check her out if... Uh, you happen to be on Instagram. It's really good. I'm down. a uh, little background, artisanal brewworks is owned and operated by a couple teachers up in Saratoga Springs. Uh New York. Kurt Borchart and Colin Quinn. If I said those names wrong, I apologize.
0: Yeah, they um, but they got a pretty they got
1: a six thousand square foot facility and twelve thousand square foot building up in Saratoga. So for a couple uh teachers not doing I mean, too bad my guess is they're doing a lot better business with the beer than they are as the teacher teaching. but I mean then again I don't know how it is up in New York don't shoot the messenger I'm just asking <laughs> um, but they create a lot of different ales I've had artisanal before they are pretty good that mm-hmm. is a very familiar, um,
0: familiar and
1: I didn't realize they distributed as far as they do um, the fact that you found it down, yeah. down at Total Wine I mean that must mean you could find it pretty much at any Total Wine so if you've got one near you uh, and you haven't had artisanal before I would suggest picking up something by keep them. your eyes peeled Oh, and it's—it's actually—it looks like according of the can. It's not to keep going, but it's packaged by Tisner and, and under special agreement, Everett, some somewhere in Everett, Mass, or something like that. So I guess they're good, either they've got a building in Everett or they've got a company in Everett that helps them distribute. So that's kind of cool. Just you know, sort of back yeah, home. You know, yeah, sort of. We're, all, path path we're all from Mass, but
2: all right. What's the third beer? What you got going on over there? I've got nothing related or even <laughs> slightly related to the movie, although. The way people connect dots in this movie, somebody would figure out how this beer that's named Sea Change is actually the entire meaning of oh, this movie. Sea yeah. <laughs> Change. It's a hazy IPA from Almanac Brew- Brewing or Beer Company in California, and they are farm-to-barrel. So the name Al- Almanac is, refers to the farmer's almanac. and It's a hazy IPA, dry hopped with mosaic and motica hops, not sure I'm familiar with those. And I won't read the whole thing, but basically it says, Sea Change Hazy IPA celebrates brave new beginnings, changing of the tides in all of life's twists and turns, so hop aboard.
0: Oh, see what they did hop, there. Pop, pop, see what they did there. So Hazy IPA. Still trying to think of a way to connect the, the beard to the movie. I haven't come up with anything yet, but...
1: I mean, was it... Ben Franklin, the one who was like introduced almanacs over here back in the day, like wasn't he the one that had the old farmers, poor farmers almanac, whatever the hell it's called? Yeah, I don't really know my history, but I mean, I guess Steve, Sandy Cooper, kind of looks like Ben Franklin. Yeah, sure.
0: There's I'm the tie.
2: <laughs> citrus nose, like yeah. The typical. Oh,
0: yeah. A little great, great New fruit,
2: little lemon.
0: Yeah, New England style IPA, sorta. It's kind of got that look too. Yeah. This so good.
2: Dry. It's got a. It's almost almost a brute. It's kind of dry. That's good. grapefruit Mm -hmm. maybe some tropical some pineapple
0: yeah but it's it's like very dry taste like it's really dry yeah that's how they get you coming back Mm. like oh my mouth's dry i'm thirsty
2: gotta get some more so the dryness becomes a hot bitter on the back end after a couple sips but easy to drink not in your face not a lot going on pretty simple i like it
0: nice well i think we're all winners on this end. we all got some good beers that's for sure all right shall we dive into the shining 1980, Stanley Kubrick, two and a half hours long. And you guys all know the story. It's the Torrance family going up to the Overlook Hotel. Johnny is taking a, a winter job. The look, caretaker. caretaker to look after this hotel where seemingly all these horrendous events have happened over the history of time. And Johnny, Johnny goes bad.
1: Yeah, so... Uh... There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to break down with this movie. We're not going to bore you with a whole plot review because I'm sure most yep. of our audience and not everybody has seen this already.
2: Winter caretaker. I mean, I'll say you know, it even though it's silly to, to say madness it. And plans ensues. to write a book while the hotel's closed and they are isolated and hidden away during the winter. the Big storm. Pandemic. No connections in or out. No traffic yeah. in and out. Yep.
0: Yep. Madness yep. ensues.
2: Yep.
1: And the thing... So, the, I mean, again, I shouldn't have to say this but spoiler warning if you haven't seen The Shining <laughs> what is wrong with you? But... I get it. Some people just aren't as caught up on movies. Um, For our longtime listeners, we all know that Seamus is a super fan when it comes to Stephen King and The Shining. Um, The Shining is my favorite horror movie of all time. Yeah, was on the list. It still is my number one movie. It probably will never be topped. I love this movie from beginning to end. And the great thing is, is I love the book, too. Now, this is a funny story. So before we get into any theories... We'll go through some some facts, um, just some basic stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys can pitch in when you, as, as we go. But I'm sure everybody either does know or maybe this is new to some people, but Stephen King hates this movie. Stephen King hated this movie when it came out. Stephen King was completely against the movie being made um, because Stanley Kubrick basically said, that's a great story, Steve, but uh, I'm going to do it my way. <laughs> F you. And he literally used the book as like a basis to build the framework of the movie, but everything that happens in it, for the most part, is different than what happens in the book. So if you go into this movie for the first time, which if, if you're lucky enough to watch this movie for the first time, I, I'm jealous of you, but don't expect to really see a whole lot that resembles the book in any way. So
2: a couple things. As time went on, they say Stephen King...
1: I'm sure he says his, his he's softened.
2: for it lessened. Yeah. Um, but his take was that um, Stephen King is more into the supernatural, the religious aspect, and I guess Stanley is like very almost non religious. Yeah. So, where Stephen King's version and his thoughts were that like evil can exist outside of people, it can actually exist in like buildings in the hotel. And he thought that Kubrick's take was that it had, the evil had to only come from the people. So, he missed that more evil um, essence of other things. Right,
1: right. According to one of Kubrick's biographers, funny enough, his name is David Hughes. So, Uncle David, is there something we don't (laughs) know about you? He's
0: living a second life.
1: But, uh, according to him, um, Stephen King King actually wrote an entire screenplay for this movie, which Kubrick gladly didn't read (laughs) at all. Um, And then didn't he also do like a miniseries? He He may have. Yeah, he may have. Um, But... It, I don't know if this is true or not but there is a rumor that Kubrick once called King's writing weak so there may have been some bad blood between the two of them and obviously Kubrick is a masterful director um, I don't think he's ever done a bad movie and he definitely kind of knows he knows his craft or he knew his craft so although I want to like, being a Stephen King fan I, I want to defend him I'm also not going to go against what Kubrick believed into because Kubrick I mean he made a masterful movie this movie is just goes beyond the pale when it comes to sc- sc- writing directing cinematography I mean it's definitely a Kubrick movie so I don't know if it would have worked if it was a straight to straight from page to screen adaptation of the book um, there's a lot in Stephen King's novels that are how I how should I say this, hard to put to screen even though it sounds ridiculous because he's he's i mean everything he writes ends up getting made into a, some sort of movie but um a lot of what the book delves into is part is really more supernatural and there's a lot of stuff a lot of set pieces that probably at the time they weren't even going to consider doing um, i mean just as an example at the end of the book spoiler warning the hotel blows up so uh, they're obviously not going to do that in the movie but uh, i can see why there was probably some level of discontent between, between the two of them but you're right. I'm sure over the years, Stephen King has kind of softened a little bit on his stance. But the last interview I watched, he wasn't—he
2: still wasn't a very f- big fan of it. And I might have missed it, but I guess at the end of the movie, there's what people say might have been an actual dig to Stephen King. So I guess in Stephen King's novel, the opening scene, or the Jack is driving a red Volkswagen Beetle. In the book. And the yep. opening scene... To the Shining movie, it's yellow. Mm-hmm. And then I saw reference that, like, somewhere in the Shining, towards the end of the movie, there's a scene where there's a crushed red beetle.
0: Yep, the car, the car, the, uh, there was like an 18 wheeler accident, and the beetle was like smashed underneath it. So it was and his like, saying, fu. to. They're saying the red King
2: beetle from Stephen King's got crushed. He's like, was, this is my, you know, right.
0: this is my story now.
2: Films are off. That could be true. Yeah. Or it could be people connecting dots. Which this movie has set the stage for. Yeah.
0: Well, and that, I think that comes back to one of our main points, and and this episode is definitely going to be more of a free flow. Um, I'm going to let kind of Kevin and Seamus take the lead on the majority of these in common because it's been a little while since I've watched The Shining. I think it was might have been when um, Doctor Sleep came out. I probably watched it beforehand, and then I did just watch that Room 237 documentary, um, which was interesting, but I didn't really. Dive into it in a crazy amount, so I'm going to be pretty much mediating between the two and just kind of delving in. But that kind of goes right into one of our main talking points: is if something's in this movie, Kubrick put it there for a reason. As far as like visual anomalies
2: or cues, yeah, exactly. He is such a stickler for detail in the scenes. The scenes do not have anything in them that he didn't intend. Yeah. And for there's to have.
0: there's a lot of instances that were pointed out as are they continuity errors? Are they on purpose? Are they... And the fact that there's so many of those, it's not by circumstance. You know, he didn't just happen to have all this... this You know, find the word for it, but he didn't happen to just have all these mistakes littered through his film. No,
2: right. The thing is that everything had intent. Yeah. The question becomes, what was the intent? Yeah,
0: because there was a couple times, one of the instances where they're going into... Danny's room. Or you see Danny's room, and there's a big dopey sticker on his door. And then a few scenes later, or, or later on in the movie, um, after Danny has one of his little, he, uh, one of his little moments or whatever, his first vision, his vision film. or whatever, um, the dopey sticker is now gone. You know, and that's such a small thing where somebody could point at that, but and be that like, plays into one of the theories, yeah. And it's just you know, like that's not a continui- continuity error, that was there for a, right. a specific reason, yeah.
1: And the thing is, like you said it already once, we can't reiterate enough that Cooper didn't do anything for fun, like it was all a reason for it in yeah. some way. And I, I part of it, part of me thinks that some of it was just there to screw with the audience to make you think there's some relevance yeah. to it, and then some of it you know maybe have more deeper meaning like for example the just one example the typewriter changes colors throughout yep. the movie it starts like as like an off-white color and then it ends up becoming like i think red yep. later in the movie so it's like you know, why so is the that you would have the, to the get point, two the points.
2: point is that there's a lot of visual anomalies or cues in this yeah. which led people to connect dots whether the dots really were meant to be connected or not but it comes down to what was his, what was the message, or the underlying story behind this hotel and Jack and you know Torrance family. So, with that being said, we might as well let's just jump in the to, to the big, the big yeah. list of theories, the most well-known yeah, theories that are. Let's go down and it. see what we got. We'll um, just
1: go from like the like the ones that seemingly seem more plausible, and then we'll go kind of into the crazy ones. Yeah. that – probably don't have anything to do with the movie but I think, and they are hilarious
0: I, I think that one of my favorite ones is probably one of the crazier ones but we'll get to that we'll see if <laughs> we'll see if what I think lines up yeah so I'll let you guys kind of so lead this and let's go let's talk about the one that we'll I that,
1: on. at least from person f- personally I think is uh, at least there's a lot of water or this one might hold a lot of water and only because there's a lot that leads into it um, it may just be crazy who knows but there is a big theory of, uh, that a lot of people have that Kubrick was doing a subtle theme of child abuse in this movie. Um, the fact that Danny and, and again trigger warning for anybody that has been you I know mean, this is if if this may get into some stuff that you know might you know trigger some people but uh, there's an idea that Jack is actually sexually abusing Danny. Mm-hmm. Off screen Off screen um, And there's a lot that People have dug into the movie And done into all the different scenes And have picked things out that say Oh well this is why this has happened and, and everything else And there's just a lot of weird things That happen in this movie That you question why is it there um, So like The big part of this theory is that When Danny goes up to his room to get his toy His toy fire truck and his father's there trying apparently sleeping, but he's not sleeping. Yeah. Um he has Danny come over, sit on his lap, and then he talks about how like, you know, you know, uh, you know we I would never hurt you or your mother, because Danny was like, Would you ever hurt us? And it was this, like then, when he and first kind of took And this in the music, the score is very sweet and it like slight like it's creepy, but it's like a light it gives you like a false creepy. sense of Yeah, of and, hope. and and the main part of that theory is that in that scene you don't see it but in that scene he abuses his son um, and then of course there's a bunch of other things that happen throughout the movie different things that are kind of poked into
2: the so the, the way they weave that theory together a lot is they do it based on the bear mm-hmm. um, which there's a crazy scene but early on when Danny has his first episode the doctor's examining him when they're still at their original apartment mm-hmm. he's laying on a bear blanket and to the point you made about the dopey sticker was is that before like the exam and the doctor's there where Danny's laying on the the bare blanket she's examining him and he appears to have like no pants on and he's kind of covering himself up and when the doctor's done examining him and leaves the dopey sticker is now gone that was there Mm -hmm. meaning they're like saying that that kind of signifies that he kind of lost some happy-go-lucky child kind of thing Lost innocent, and he's almost. on the so he's on the bear blanket and then there's a scene where Danny's new room at the hotel has pictures of bears on the wall then of course later there's a very sexually explicit scene with a couple of adult men and one of the two men is
1: wearing a bear suit
2: is wearing a bear suit uh, yeah. now and there's, there's more to it yeah go ahead I Which was me say, go ahead
1: no I was just going to say so it's actually kind of recognizable to some people that may have read the book uh, because in the book, it's explicitly stated that there is, at least in the history of the hotel, there was a a man who was, who addresses a dog and have a sexual relationship with one of the owners of the hotel, one of the men that own the hotel. The thing is, is that the movie has nothing to do with the book. Yeah. So there's no overt reference to that can't really draw the the connection between that and the connection is is that the bear suit connects to the pictures of the bears in the room the fact that he sleeps on a bear and he's performing fellatio on a a man yeah and he's also this isn't brought up at least in some of the videos i've watched but he is wearing the suit doesn't have like an ass so you can see the dude's Uh, ass yeah yeah and to me that resembles kids onesies yeah that had the butt flap. Yep. So that, I mean, I know it sounds weird, yeah, but like but yes, that connect. almost to me references a child in a, in a sense. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where people get that that, that comes from. Um, I don't know if there's anything else on top of that that you,
2: for that theory there is. So in the scene where the family is showing up, so the hotel's closing and they sh- the family shows up. So it's Jack's in the lobby, um, mm-hmm. Danny and, and Wendy are off getting a tour. Yeah. And Jack's sitting there finishing his sandwich and reading a magazine mm. when Alman comes up to get him. Yeah. Well, the, ma- yes. the magazine he's reading is Playgirl. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and just, it's an actual—it's an actual. Um, it's an issue. It's an issue, and that issue—one of the things in that issue—was incest.
1: Yeah, incest. Parents who have sex with their children. Yeah. So
2: <laughs> there's
1: so there's some there's some dots there that yeah, get, yeah can be and connected. again, it's a conspiracy or it's a theory. Everybody, you know, you, you'll find things to connect the dots. Mm. Um, that to me is. One of the more overt theories, because like there is a lot in there that makes sense. I'm not saying that it's exactly what it is, yeah. but. And so,
2: is there anything we missed, or you think
1: that was? Trying to think of anything else that has. I mean, there are
2: videos that they go into like two right. hours worth of so. Th- I guess on material. that. As we talked about each theory, like yeah. how much weight does that one hold for you? Like, for me, that one holds a little
1: bit more weight only because I think it's less about it, it, it's something that I, at least I could believe the movie being related to. Because, <laughs> In comparison to all the other theories yeah, compared that we got. to everything got. else that's out there. But like, Jack is already losing his mind and he's been known. He's, he's already hurt the kid once. So, like, it wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past
0: that character to be doing something like that. So that one doesn't hold as much weight for me as the other ones. <laughs> I think probably because the same answer for you. Like, you think it's probably the. You think it holds the most weight because it's probably the most realistic. But where when I'm in these conspiracy theories or these connecting the dots, I want the most outrageous ones. I buy myself in on the most outrageous. So is this the most realistic, like possible? Because because you think if
2: he was gonna like encrypt something. It would
0: be something like He would like make it too hard. Like Yeah, I mean he would have made it harder to Yeah, and this is a movie that this guy goes insane and kills his family. If he wanted to throw like, you know, the guy touching his kid or whatever he would just do it. I mean, with all his other movies, I mean, he's, he hasn't really, this movie doesn't really scratch the surface of his madness as much as like everything else. So I don't think it's something that he'd be afraid to shy away from. So I, and I think just like going back to that whole, um, like the dopey sticker thing too, where in one, in this theory, it, it is a reference to his like childhood innocence. Whereas one of the other theories, and I forget which one this might line up to, but it's after he has his first vision or whatever, so it's it's not that his um, like childish innocence is gone. It's that he is no longer dopey. He's no he's he's yeah. no longer dumb to the yeah. fact of his power. And it's not his innocence that's leaving. It's his like na- like uh, naivety or naivety yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I think like that one I kind of go with a little bit more than this one. Obviously, like I said, I think this one's probably the most realistic. Um, but I, I think he's more in that like violent nature. If we we're saying that Jack's beating his kid and like, you know, locking him in rooms and yeah. stuff like that, I would be like, yes. Um, but the fact that it's like in the sexual sense, I think he might have just sprinkled a couple breadcrumbs that might have got picked up on the wrong track. But I don't know. What do you What are you thinking?
2: I think that it might that 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 theory not theory, but I think that underlying connection might be right. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a, I think it's a sub thread. Of a bigger story, mm-hmm. um, which some of the other theories that we'll talk about later, kind of layer on top I of think it. that that's just an, a piece of a bigger story. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that was, I don't think this movie was made for him to address, like, this is a way to me to subtly address, like, you know, sexual abuse or child abuse. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that might have been just one strand in a bigger yeah, theory. Yeah, yeah,
1: and I'm just, I wanna
2: reiterate, I don't believe that this theory
1: actually oh, no, is the yeah. reason no. this movie was made, oh, but no. I can see why it would hold yeah. some water.
2: But peep, you're saying that, like, there's enough there. There's enough to there, to people you know, people that I think, for people to say, yeah. I mean.
1: Yeah, I mean, because some, it's like, it's some, some of it is pretty
2: overt. Like, yeah. the Playgirl magazine. Way. Like, yeah. That wasn't just by accident. There wasn't accident. some prop guy that said, in the lobby of a hotel full right. of people, yeah. I'm going to put this. Like, right. oh, I'm, shit, I gave him the Playgirl. They're yeah. supposed to be the ESPN yeah. edition yeah. or whatever. <laughs> no, I really swim- screwed that up, Sam. Uh, I thought it was the swimsuit edition. Right, that's why. Some of the overt stuff the
1: like, there's definitely an a layer something like you said I think more along the lines of what you were saying where it may be a a small subtext of a larger plot but like I still think there's something to it because of some of those overt
2: All right, let's talk about another one where do we go
1: from here there's so many (laughs) um like we don't have to go through every single theory out there but one of the other ones to me that makes kind of sense, or not sense, but like is interesting. Like I don't think this one holds a lot of water, but this one is kind of it's kind of interesting. Is that um, the movie was made as like a reference to the genocide of Native American Indians? Yeah, Indian, it's, it's, uh, it's United that's one States. of the it's one, one of the, one of the leading, it's one of the larger ones. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of overt. Reference to them as well. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, the hotel was built on an Indian burial. Yeah, it's right. not even overt. I mean, yeah. right? They say that yeah. like directly, but then like a lot of the Indian or Native American uh, artwork and the different things. A, there a lot of imagery. In, there. imagery There's a in lot
2: there. of imagery. The the motif of the architecture and the decor inside is very Native mm-hmm. American. And that, in the and like you said, to the point where very early on he makes the point to say, oh, it like was built on an Indian burial ground, and oh, when right. they were constructing it mm-hmm. in 1909. They actually came under Indian attack, of course. Yeah. The Indian Wars were over by then, but we won't get to historical <laughs> inaccuracies. But, um, so, uh, to put that in the actual dialogue, like to be in the, in, you know, okay, you're, the you're, you're, you're making that point for a reason. Yeah. yeah, right, right. So, they say that that is the, um, obviously the motif. They say that the, the elevator scene with all of the blood is to represent the blood of all the Native Americans. Never spilled. And they say that um, the guy that was um, Watson, Bill Watson, who's kind of like the Ullman's sidekick, who kind of drags behind, oh, kind of yeah. follows him as kind of servant, and <laughs> they're saying that that represents kind of the dominant the, you know, the European settlers, or the yeah, you know, versus the, sec- the lower versus, class. Or... Versus the Indians, because they seem like he looks kind of, um, you know, darker skin, he has that thinner face like maybe he represents the indians who have become subservient to the the white and just following them around and telling them to do this and do that i I think that i i don't know why they decided to have so much of that imagery or that visual native american thing Mm -hmm. there but that but i don't that doesn't there's not a there's not enough to that theory to have there's a few different
1: things i think that part of it they like what they say is like the gold room the why it's called the gold room is because of the gold rush of colorado of colorado at the time which was also a big deal when it came to taking land from the native americans and then the blood from the elevator is that it's actually literally the blood of of the native americans that were slaughtered to take the land and there's to me there's a little bit more of a stretch
2: like they're definitely stretching a little bit people um, can really stretch because there's there's a monument somewhere, which is um, a monument where a great Indian battle took place. And the monument, I guess, has been struck, was struck by lightning on July 4th, 1921, which yeah, is the, the date day of the ball. On, on the ballroom the ball picture at the end of it. Yeah. So, I mean, like, sometimes some of these things, I'm like, you have to really search for a long time mm-hmm. and really stretch to connect right, these D&D two D&D dots. On that but that theory, I would say... Well, I think that one's. I think that one's just coincidental yeah. things that people connected that aren't really yeah. connected. That's, I don't think my, that's my take. Yeah, on that. I don't even think
0: it's much of a, a theory, really, because of how upfront they were with it. It was nothing hidden. You know, the imagery wasn't hidden. They mentioned it off the bat, and other than the fact that they mentioned it, there's really not much to so tie. So, you
2: saying that makes me describe it as that was just part of the the story of the that hotel. That was the that was part of the the obvious story, yep. not any hidden message. Yeah.
1: yeah, because if you think about it, and I don't know if they made a point in one of the documentaries, but there's really there's not a lot of overtly supernatural things that happen in this movie. No, that can't be explained in some really way.
0: There's really only like one or two things that can't be explained. But, but
1: there's I mean, uh, when they say it was built on, on Indian burial ground, is he is he is he slightly making the reference that oh the hotel was possessed by Indian spirits? Like, yeah. Is that what he's trying to say or not? Um, I know in the book the hotel is actually physically like haunted, haunted. Um, and that's why it has the power to shine. Yeah, and it can literally shine. That's why it wants Danny's power. Mm. But. Yeah, but in this one, it doesn't really. It does, touch it's on really, that one it's as really much.
2: vague in in the movie. In the, in the movie, which was Stephen King's critique, where right? Like he took the he took the evil out of the hotel, which is what it was supposed to meant. Right, to put it be. into the people again. Stephen King had stayed at the Stanley Hotel just before it closed for winter, which has a very haunted past. Right. And so he wanted it more to be about the spirits of the place. Right. And, which is it's kind of ironic. Kubrick made that- it more about sort of the people yeah, and yeah. it's ironic
1: that he, he makes that critique because the movie even though it's not in your face there is a level of, 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 of it that you can make the you can make the the argument that the hotel is haunted in some way yeah that the hotel is generating some sort of like they said like they said like um, like when the um, Dick Halloran said it to said it to I don't know if he was talking to to Wendy or, or Danny but he was saying how like sometimes places
2: retain bad things that happen in them it was the conversation he had with Danny, with Danny right so which like about which, so the idea when he was explaining the too. whole concept of shining and right. he said that buildings can shine right and he was talking about the analogy where like you know sometimes people burn toast and like it lingers like sometimes bad things can linger and he's like I think some bad things have happened to you
1: right and I think that's partially why what things what's happening in the hotel is happening because well maybe we can go at the end of it kind of like how we feel about the movie what we think our theories are but like you know it's one of those things where like i i think there is a level of supernatural to it yeah um and that's kind of where kubrick was giving stephen king a little bit of a a nod but you're right i mean i think a lot of it is ambiguous do
2: you have a list you're going off of or? no i don't oh, all right so we did the sexual abuse we did the um Made I Native Americans. Remember, the There's gosh, a couple other ones. One remember. is like um, that, um, another one of the leading ones. This was um, Kubrick's confession that he was uh. hired <laughs> to film the, the moon landings for the Apollo program. This, this is the thing. one that yeah, I believe yeah, in. I figure this is this the one, is the one I believe in. This is insane.
0: I love this it. This might <laughs> be the so most insane. I theory. love the this one. The theory
2: is that, yeah, so during the Apollo program, Kubrick, who had just finished filming
0: 2001 2001
2: odyssey that they said was that was him testing the technology and the projection screens and stuff for him to be able to do this and then he was hired to um film and fake the apollo moon landings um some of the things that lend credibility to this is obviously um room 237 at the time the um Agreed, or the understood distance between the Earth and the Moon was 237,000 mm-hmm. miles. Of course, modern day technology, we we're able to be more accurate, but um, that the, obviously, the very obvious scene where Danny has the. Um, Apollo sweater. Sweater on. on and it says Apollo 11. Yeah. And if you, when they pan back, the pattern of the rug absolutely matches the launch pad. Basis. that they yep. launched that launched the rockets from um, when they show you the close up of uh, the room 237 key and the moon it room. says it says room number 237 yep. but that the, the capital letters can only spell moon and room so yep. it's
0: you know that's like the, the where moon. they shot the shot at uh, all
2: and then a less known part of that theory that i saw was that the, the part in the movie where wendy Gets a chance to read what Jack has been writing for months, and it's yeah. literally nothing. It's all, you know, um, all work, work and, and no play, play makes Jack a dull boy. boy, and and she's like, oh my god, how could this work? How could this work be all just nothing? Mm-hmm. Or, and, and that was supposed to be the uh, analogy to when Stanley's wife found out what he was doing yeah. with the Apollo project, and like, how could oh, like she was destroyed that that, that was it wasn't real, and he yeah. was doing that. <laughs> Um, so. I,
0: think, I forget exactly uh, the other one, but there was instances in the script where they're—I I think it's like Jack and them talking, and it's pretty much saying that this was like a straight reference from Stanley's conversations to his wife, where it's like. You don't understand the like, part of the next where, like, where she walks in on him working. Yeah, it and work you, don't, and, yeah you don't understand. It, it, in work. the
2: movie, it's the scene where she's like, "Danny needs to get to a hospital. We have like the snow cat or whatever they call that." Yeah, exactly. she's like, "We'll get in that. We'll head down the mountain. We'll get Danny some help, like to leave." And mm-hmm. he's like, "You don't understand. Like meaning I took meaning a job. about the caretaker. Yeah. I took a job. I have to do this. Like, responsibilities. It's responsibilities, yeah. and that's part of the
0: same that's, story." Yeah, and they think that that's like his her, conversations that he had with, with his her. wife saying like this I was hired to fake the moon this, landing yeah like you cannot talk about this this is the job that I took stuff like that <laughs> so we know where you stand on this one. Oh, I love you it think it's- I love it and I didn't even think the moon landing was fake until I heard this song. and I was like In. you know, you know what's funny <laughs> you know what's
1: funny so like we talk about that I actually believe that what we see of the moon landing mm-hmm. has been filmed on the studio stage I'm not saying that we yeah. didn't go to the moon yeah but there's no way that they got all of that audio vi- yeah, footage and audio back. visual footage from the moon itself. I think somebody filmed that. Not, yeah, and it's
0: a historic. It's like when the, you know all the wartime videos where it's like you're not actually seeing the war. Like not most not, of them. Not yeah. now, there are like, some.
1: Like, well, there are some from that time that they were we'll actually filmed. We'll do on. a separate. But we'll that's, we'll a, separate, different, that's we'll a different. We'll do a separate em- episode yeah. about that's a whole different landing.
2: episode. But there, there, there's a lot of reasons why that we could have went to the moon. Right. And the footage was faked because yeah. a couple of things, like the whatever they recorded it on, would have never survived the radiation coming back. And they're like, and there was a lot at stake. It wasn't about going to the moon. It was about the Cold War at right the time. So they had to have yeah, you need proof, proof. anyway. So right. Right. that's, that's a different argument yeah. altogether. So do you think that's just a like that was an undertone that people picked up on, or do you think that the movie was about him saying? Do you really think that Kubrick was saying, "I faked the moon landing, and I have to tell somebody somehow before I die"? So I
0: think I don't think the movie was made for that purpose, but I think the the breadcrumbs that he, he took the opportunity. Yes, to. I think the breadcrumbs he laid there were specifically for a reason. So this movie
1: went made you a moon landing conspiracy. Theory. Yes, hundred percent. I like that. Yes, I
0: like that. And I and again, I th- I think with a lot of these theories of like tones or underlying, you know, conspiracies or. whatever, I think a lot of them hold water but I don't think they're all 100% like he did the shining because no of course not I think it's all like little things that he's
1: I also I'm more of the mind that he because this has been a rumor probably a lot longer than the movie was like this has been a a rumor for a very long time so I'm wondering if he threw some of that in just to screw with people and because say, uh, he sorry, he heard the rumors yeah, he's like, yeah, it's like let's give him well, something but, to talk but back then not, it wasn't
2: yeah, like I mean 1980 I, you'd have to go look there were like, not there right. might not have been as many rumors back then Yeah I mean there
0: was you know obviously We didn't have the internet yeah, to have exactly that's a big thing so, it's, so yeah, I not guess so plus and
2: so a lot of things in the movie book connect it's like okay you you're trying to connect that but as far as that goes like he literally did just finish filming a space movie Yeah in 2001 where, like, where they he he did design that front projection stuff to make the scenery and yeah. like he literally did do that and, just before
0: that. Yeah, and when that came out, that was like that was everything that that was what people talked about. And imagine imagine if that movie or not even that that movie came out today, but imagine we had the technology of like communications, text, Twitter, Facebook. Imagine if we have that when that came out, how big of a deal, how much like publicity how much talk people would have about that movie back then if they had the ability to talk about it the way we talk about things now i mean there'd be podcasts all over talking about 2001 space odyssey yeah. it, what ifs and, and all that stuff so for that aspect it's it's interesting to think about that way but it was such a big deal back then when it came out that was it brought people to movie theaters that were not moviegoers so that was that that's a big deal and it was a very very like big leap. <laughs> Nick's in. He bought I'm in. It. I'm Nick, in. he's a yeah, He's a. And he's one of the a, big things too that you're in today. Nick have... doesn't
1: believe that we
2: landed on the moon. No, I, be- <laughs> I believe we do. I just believe that footage. You know, a was staged. a lot of people. i that it. They they had to recreate the footage. Yeah, the I,
0: I just have a hard time believing that that was that. Another thing I saw on Facebook, which is probably a complete lie, um, but there was a, It was one of those stupid pictures where it's like 99% sure it's fake, but I thought it was funny nonetheless. Where they're talking to. Um, Neil Armstrong, the guy that yeah. landed first, yep. and he was—he was like, "Well, what do I say like when I get there?" And one of the other guys was joking with him. He's like, "You should be like, oh my God, look what is that?" And then cut your mic, <laughs> and, ah. and then see what, and then come back and be like, "Oh, I'm just uh, One big step for me, one more sip for me. Okay. But I figured that would be a fun way for uh for us to intro onto. Uh, that'd be very American of us to. So, so did land you, with a joke. Seamus? Did you say where you this falls on the validity <laughs>
2: scale? Uh, this, or I, uh, dots that aren't aren't there connecting dots. Yeah, that aren't there? I think
1: this one is a stretch.
2: I get that, like, so Tang being in the background. Yeah, it's to me, it's still a
1: stretch. I think it's actually because we didn't talk about it when we were talking about the Indian one, but like that oh, the cans of the Calabit flower, whatever the hell it was, which
2: means peace, peace pipe. Yeah, or something. Or whatever. I mean, so like that makes more sense to me than. Well, that's interesting. Why does that make more sense than Tang? Like they're both they're both messages being set by stuff that's on the. I mean Tang because the Native
1: American slaughter actually happened. We have we all know that happened. It's
2: not about what it really happened. It's about what was his intent with the visual cues. I mean. Tang's pretty obscure. Like everybody, everybody well, even Tang was still a popular ev- drink at the time. But everybody associates Tang. With no, astronauts. I, and I, well, I mean, maybe that's like you probably. might as well have had a space helmet up there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess a so. I helmet. don't know. To me, this one's just, this one doesn't hold a lot of water. Because I mean, I would expect a five year old boy in the late seventies
2: to like be enthralled with a little a rocket. It shirt. could have been that. It could have been just again to the story, being period. Correct, but then again, yeah. I also don't. I wouldn't put it past Kubrick to do that to yeah. fuck with people,
0: because, like you said, to a lower extent nowadays. If you hear a rumor, I mean, it's easy to hear a rumor. Back then, you know, maybe one or two people were like, "Hey, did you know that someone thinks you do?" Somebody it? had to write either a. a, a, a an article, or a or someone
2: well
1: hey, hey, you know, you know they're the saying about like, you, what? they say the saying you, it's they like, the saying you fake the movie. He's like, movie. oh, you
0: think they're saying that now? Just you wait, I got this movie. Uh, hey, come up. It may
1: have just been like, you know, hey, this is what they say. You know, yeah, like, that's funny. And they had, they had a fucking. I mean, sweater also, made for also in the
0: intro, did you see that there's like you can see Stanley Kubrick's face in the clouds. I did see that. I haven't
2: seen his face, but...
0: It it looks like
1: a
2: very, very... That was in the the the, um, 237 documentary. Yeah, somebody said that it's there. And once they said it, it, I had to stop it and look at it. It's like top right. it's there. It's It's it's, there.
0: very imposing. I'll have to look at it, and right. it's one of those things where you're like, I was first looking big picture, trying to connect the the big it's clouds, and pretty, it's literally pretty, just a picture. It's, of a it's pretty I simple. I think it's just him it's, being, a, yeah. being him. Oh yeah. I don't all think right, so it's... that's the moon theory.
2: <laughs> so we're all we're we're, we're on. A, you two are on opposite ends of the spectrum on that. I know. I so. full,
0: hey, but that's but that's the beauty of this movie, where it's like this uh, is it's why it's so so, so captivating because every person that watches this is going to think a certain degree of this theory this theory this theory they might not even think of the theories they'll just be like that was a cool movie like everyone's gonna like this for a very different I reason I have my own theory but and there's so many good rewatchability based factors based on you saying that
2: I'll jump to this theory yeah. Which because what you just said explains it where the movie is about and is a mirror so things they point out in the movie that mirrors play very prominently. In the they movie. do a lot of the shots. So the like the long conversation that Jack and Wendy have when they first get to the hotel, and she brings him breakfast, and he's like in the bed talking about how so this sh- is going to be. Yeah, that shot. That whole iconic. shot is in the movie. Yeah. Jack, who's in the scene when he's in room two thirty seven with the young beautiful girl. Right. And then sees he looks the old in, the in the mirror the mirrors, and he realizes it's all a corpse.
0: Moldy and gross, yeah.
2: Danny. Writes, you know, red rum, which can only yep. be red. As a, you know, he's just staring in the and mirror when he gets so, his vision. And so they're mm-hmm. talking about it's, it's all about mirrors. So there, this theory is that when you go to the Outlook Hotel, whatever you bring there is what the hotel gives you back. Right. Which is why Jack, as kind of an abusive, maybe a you know a child molesting yeah. alcoholic, is the only one that really gets the hotel. To give where, them the bad evil mojo and it doesn't affect so much um, danny family, and yeah, wendy yeah. Um, so it's kind of like a mirror and then some people take it a little bit abstract that a little further back we're saying and with that within the movie the movie itself is a mirror mm-hmm. and all of these theories say more about the viewers connecting these dots than the, than right. the movie does Yeah, right. so what you see and what you connect and you come away with this theory Yeah, the movie was meant to put all of these things like maybe he didn't have a complete picture like he put all of these threads in there mm-hmm. and said now now you people go forth and come up with this nonsense and yeah. it'll, it'll be more of a reflection reflection see what I did there Yeah, Ooh, on yeah. You, hey, you on you Yeah, and when I started reading about that I'm like the joke might be on us. Yeah, I mean, the...
0: this is such a... Like, it's just... Like, Masterpiece, I don't even think is, like, a good enough word for it. Because it's just such a captivating movie where people can talk years later well, about a, what yeah, this means. What it the, it's kind of like an... It felt like me, like, an Escape Room. Like, some people will go in and just, like, look, and they're like, yeah, it's a cool room, got some props, whatever. And then other people will be able to decipher it. And, like... And all to different degrees. You know, like, the three of us could go in and, and do well. But, like, we'd all be doing different things generally. Like, we all have our, our way of solving problems. And th- this movie is just... It's insane compared to, like, other movies. Like, and just I, in general. And that's
2: why I think it really is a reflection it's just timeless. on... On what you want to see yep. in the movie, and not
0: and like movies in general don't have that factor. Like I mean, a lot of them don't. Whereas it's not, it's it's pretty much a straightforward story, start to finish. Heroes are. So I think aren't there's done. some credibility.
2: Like he was just intentionally trying to make he all just, of these threads. Yeah, and I think it was it. It might, it might have been the Room Two Thirty Seven documentary where one of the people in that documentary said. He had made a lot of movies. He had succeeded at his craft. He was bored, and yeah. they said this movie was just made by a bored genius. And he has like a two hundred like, IQ. I'm like, like, yes, it was made by a bored genius. Yeah. and I think in that documentary they said that he had been talking to, and he was kind of fascinated with subliminal messages and advertising. Yes, yeah, he did. And he I went was, to go talk to him. And I was like, 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 I was like, yeah. That's, he made this movie as one big, long, subliminal yep. message yeah. just to see how people would come away I with it. I think a lot of
1: his movies are like that, too, though. If you watch yeah. a lot of Kubrick movies... He does sprinkle a lot. They're oh, so... Just, I don't want to say out there, but there's so much like hidden messaging yeah. in his movies that like you can get a million different theories out of any of them. Yeah, Not just this one.
2: So, as a theory that none of these one theories are correct and it was meant for everybody to come up with their own Yeah, how much weight does that have I, th-
0: I mean that holds I think probably the most out of all of them because we get, we're sitting here not really debating but talking about all these different theories and well then you know look at the little Native American Indian head on the can look at the Tang and then oh he's got the rocket shirt and you know the blood and the, it, they all do mean different things and whether you have you know not that Seamus is Native American and has an attachment to that theory and I'm not you know a giant space nut and i have an attachment to that but it's just for whatever reason you kind of align yourself with certain theories and, and for whatever it resonates with you on an individual level and, and that's kind of where you're drawn to a little bit with this
1: yeah I, I don't think that he put the mirror shots in there to directly reference that particular theory but i think he does put shit in it to like yeah. just to make you question it like yeah. a lot of the but
2: they're there for a reason yeah i know yeah. And a lot of the
1: continuity well i think that's also because those are just really good shots like yeah. the shot of him in bed shooting the mirror and then panning out and having her walk yeah. in the room that's a, just a really good shot and they're uneasy too because it's not just the mirror shots this show it's the wide shots of like where it's, it's the camera's almost taking the perspective of one of the characters walking into a room mm-hmm. or you know, you're, looking, so you're saying
2: you know, just it's just a cinematic trick. That I, I think part of it is just a cinematic, cinematic. And tricks. then for this theory, some of the things that I put into the category of people like connecting dots that aren't there. The the the, the twins, Grady's twins. Yeah. They're like, well, that's a mirror image of each other. And the is. opening scene where they're flying, you know, that the, the, the helicopter scene, the the clear water has like Creates the scenery reflection. reflection. Yeah. So. I think that's a perfect example of people really trying, to, trying to find yeah. connections. So, but overall, the theory of him—it's a mirror. Meaning, I'm going to put all of these these threads in there, and I'm curious to see which ones surface to different people. Yeah, I think that holds a lot of. Yeah,
0: and the, something else too that goes in with the whole mirror thing—they um, touched on this in that room 237, where this one theater tried playing. The Shining from start to finish and from finish to start. Oh, right. And they overlaid the images on each other. And, like, a lot of the images, like, line up perfectly with one another to create, like, these really good frames that are almost talking to each other. So it's like this movie, they're, like, they watched it from front to back and back to front. And, like, just, like, the opening credits where the opening scene Super is... That,
2: post, you could see one so over see the both. other.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, the opening shot, obviously, like the helicopter scene where it's coming in but the, the very ending shot is that zoom they're, they're zooming in so in the backwards it's zooming out of the picture of jack at the ball and then it's almost like a postcard it's it, it's superimposed you have the whole like mountain landscape with it saying like july 21st or july 4th 1921 we invite you to the, and it looks like a perfect postcard and there was many instances where just like the, the maybe guy, coincidentally the guy they all lined clean up cleaning the floor but, of the
2: lobby and he's wiping the serpent yeah and he, like, the, he's, he's wiping superimposed the forest. over the forest like, and it's, all, do, and it's a, a clearing spot
0: so like I, I'd love I'd love to personally just watch that through and see if okay maybe the six instances that it did happen they talked about and like everything else I is kind of mixed I think there was more in, there was more instances see, than that there was
2: there was a there was a lot of scenes where yeah,
0: and that goes to me is there. There's two sides of the coin. He did it on purpose, or it's just because he's a great cinematographer and he lined up shots perfectly. Well, I like think I mean that yeah. I, mean you just, I think you, that's you more shoot on later, the rule of
2: thirds or whatever. You yeah, shoot on that and, line and stuff's gonna line yeah. up. I think that's just a cool thing. I mean, that's like playing the Beatles albums backwards. Well, I was yeah. just gonna say it's like yeah, playing
1: yeah. that or the LEDs up and, and they're talking about like worshiping the devil and it's yeah, like yeah. clearly that was not intentional. Yeah. So, so I, the mirror one is
2: is good because it's really. It's more all-encompassing, meaning that all of these theories are part of it. Like, yeah. yes, whatever you come away with. But some of the other smaller ones, um, that the, it's about the CIA mind control program. meaning, um, <laughs> and they, they, they start this theory off by saying when, when Danny's first at the hotel and he's in the game room, he's playing darts. The first time he turns around and he sees the Grady twins. Behind them is this poster of uh, like a skier on a ski mountain. And it says Monarch. They say, well, when Jack was interviewing for the job, they talk about why they closed the hotel down over the winter because of weather. It's not worth keeping the door, the, the, the roads open. There's no right. skiing there. Yeah. Well, why is there a ski poster? Yeah. And Monarch, apparently, was literally really the name of a 1950s, 1960s CIA program where they did these experiments... About mind control and tactics to get people for interrogations and stuff. Mm-hmm. And their thing is, is that like Allman and um, his sidekick there are all part of the CIA. Yeah. And this ice, iso- the Jack's just being tested by the CIA <laughs> for like this ice, is- this isolation treatment to see what happens. And that's what every caretaker is. They're just like yeah. people that are being brought into the CIA. To be trained to not well, to, to would know, that or to be, subjects to be to be I tested. I think
1: the only thing. I honestly do think that the monarch is a rel- is 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 a reference to that specific program only because he's referenced mind control in other movies. Yeah, Clockwork Orange in. was all about, oh, Clockwork. you know,
3: was, yeah. you was can talk about, about that movie. Yeah, it's yeah, it all a about re-
1: re- reprogramming people. Um, Full Metal Jacket, even yeah. Yeah. in a way, is how the military reprograms or can reprogram people. Um, so like, I think he's touched that. Yeah. Before, so I wouldn't be surprised if he hid stuff like that in this movie. Yeah. I don't think it makes the whole movies about Jack Jack being a yeah. CIA puppet, but yeah, you never so know. That's, that one doesn't, that's a that, little bit of a
0: deeper dive for me. So as well. that doesn't hold that's much not, yeah, That's not. Yeah, that's One's not up there. That one. I don't think that one's <laughs> as realistic as the whole fake in the moon video. Yeah, you know? I think that's, that's probably. <laughs> I mean, the, most the rest realistic. of these don't. But more. more <laughs> <than> <laughs> <that> <laughs> one not <and this laughs> matter because you've you've decided. <laughs> yeah.
2: Another lesser one is that the Overlook Hotel is just hell, and everybody there is like in purgatory. Purgatory I've actually, actually never heard of that. That's one why Grady's there. and Jack's there
0: now and makes sense. Where it's um. Oh God it was something I, I'm not gonna remember it now but there was something funky that happened towards the beginning of the movie that oh okay got it another continuity here quote unquote the window uh, the a car scene so when they first get to the Overlook hotel they're like walking like a long shot from behind and, and there's a car pretty much coming right for them and then they cut to another shot and the car is gone so that theory that that aspect could fall in the line of the Purgatory like maybe that car hit him and just killed them and now they're stuck at the Overlook Hotel. Because that was a that was a funky like quote unquote continuity error that you kept in there that I was like
1: weird. Like some of the shots are really strange and kinda like with the car. It's not so much a continuity error, but what's weird about it is like like when the two like the two pillars that are in the lobby, like some will walk behind a pillar and, like, know, it's almost like, mean, like a cartoon where they, like, disappear, and then they come back again as the ca- as the camera pans. Yeah, yeah. So it's not, like, a continuity error. Yeah, no, it's, but just it's so a But really so it's
0: a really weird transition. Yeah, and then it goes... That goes to, obviously, I think, just make you feel weird.
2: Yeah, and I think that's what it is, too. I don't think it's... Well, like, It's it, yeah, it makes it dreamlike.
0: Yeah. Right.
2: So let's just... So there's a couple other ones that we don't really want to get into, but there's there's ones that, like, say that... Um, well, actually, I think it's a reverse theory now, because they're saying that, like, if there's people that compare the movie Frozen the Disney movie Frozen. Oh my god. Yeah. But that, that it's inspired by The Shining and they do they do the they do how the storyline from The Shining <laughs> yeah. follows the the, 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 the actual plot, the plot of Frozen. Sure. Um, sure. That might be a good episode Frozen.
0: Sure. The Shining Frozen. So I have so, to rewatch so get the it. The idea
2: for The Shining from the Hans. But Christian. I think we talked about all the ma- major ones. Um, so I guess with all of the well-known theories aside, I just have these questions like maybe there's another theory buried in there, but so just questions that come which people will could work on and connect dots like it's about the shining about people who can shine right Mm -hmm. and so um dick halloran tells danny that you know I, i knew you could shine did you think you were the only one that could shine and he says buildings can shine and then he says you know there's a lot of people that can shine but they don't know that they can shine or don't understand it and then i think well maybe he's talking about jack Jack can shine, and yeah. he simply goes crazy because he doesn't know how to. Because he it. doesn't know what's so happening. So that's to him. actually,
1: I wouldn't say a well-known theory, but it has been brought up okay. where, where there is a theory that Jack can shine, and he doesn't. But know But it's how one of those it. things where, like, good Is that go like? First. Is that like some people? If, if if they're not shown how to shine, then they'll never figure out what what's wrong, what's, like, going, what's on. going on. Yeah, and then they just think it's like a like one of those like deja vu coincidence type things mm-hmm. where like something happens, but you're like
0: you wake up from it you're back and then that's that so there
1: is there is, a, there is, a theory that he is also that's how Danny can shine because his father can shine just like Dick Halloran can shine like his
2: grandmother can shine
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, so there is that theory so it's just simply that Jack goes mad because he can shine and doesn't know
0: probably doesn't know how so, to interpret so when he, it.
2: when he meets you know Lloyd and Grady he doesn't realize he's shining so he just goes mad
0: Cause he, well he thinks that that's actually happening so his mind just kind of melts a little right and you yeah. can argue that that's what
1: Grady went Grady did the same thing so when Grady was no. there he murdered his family like that was also because of that he could shine too and did not Didn't try. but so there is one more theory that I wanted to jump in on real quick I saw it today this is one I hadn't heard before and it makes kind of there is some evidence that could
2: is this your winner? No, no, I don't think it's a winner, but it's I think it's I think it's
1: I think it's an interesting one to talk about, and it's not anything crazy like oh faking a moon landing or dead Indians or whatever. What's crazy about the moonlight? Like, no, <laughs> but um, they sent all the
2: Indians to the moon. But the
1: <laughs> but the but the person that I watched the video on they call it the Wendy theory. Okay, uh, yeah, really you we know, It's they, the
2: theory that the guy who had the hamburger place, his daughter who was. Part of the no
1: go. (laughs) (laughs) The theory is that Wendy is actually the one that is either mentally ill or losing her mind, Um, and the reason this theory came about was take the scene where she walks in on him working, Mm -hmm. and he loses his mind and he freaks out and he's like, oh, if I'm typing or I'm not typing, then I'm working or whatever. Yeah, losing his mind. Well, when she kind of goes, okay, and she walks away, Mm -hmm. and they and they cut back to Jack. He's looking at her kind of like more taken aback than anything else. Kind of like what what just happened? Yeah. Type of look like 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 I'm out of it look rather than someone was like get the fuck out of my face type Yeah. Look. Um so the the theory is is that Wendy is hallucinating and she hallucinated that entire conversation that she walked in
2: so even like when she read like so later when she reads all the words she's hallucinating she's hallucinating like it was a real novel and she's hallucinating she's not seeing it so and the
1: reason that they bring this up is because in a lot of the scenes where there's that continuity error quote unquote it's when she's either talking to somebody about something or she's involved in the scene in some way so in that scene the chair's there and now it's gone they cut away they cut back the chair's gone okay they cut back and they cut back the chair's back there again okay um so there, like they, the theory is that like in that conversation, she's imagining him saying what he's saying, or even better is that she imagines the conversation happening, but she's really just standing there staring at him. Yeah. And then just walks away, and Jack gives her that look because Jack is like what the used fuck just to happened? it almost. Yeah. Like because she does it a lot, or yeah. Right, or it's like you know. All right. Whoa. Okay, on here. Woman. Nice conversation. Yeah. Um, so she imagines a lot of it. Well, she, like, or she shined so, a yeah, parallel. Well, maybe. Parallel but take take half. take the scene with the TV. We didn't bring this up yet. Okay. The TV's playing a movie or show, and it's not plugged in.
0: There's no yeah. cords
1: coming out the back yeah. of it. So the idea is that in this theory, Danny is just watching the snow. She thinks she's watching a TV show, but actually the TV's off.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I do like that. I... I didn't like it at the beginning. There's a lot more to it yeah. than that, but I, like, like there's when, a
2: lot more to all the theory theories we have Like, we've like, like you know.
1: like when they're talking to Callahan and she goes, "How do you know? How do you, how do you know we call, we call them Doc or whatever?" Yeah, and he's like, "Well, I must have overheard you say it or well, whatever." But that's because he could shine. But I know that. But the idea is that she imagines that, or she thinks she hallucinates that conversation happening with, with Danny, and she creates a story to herself to
2: make it make sense. Yeah. So it's it's a weird theory but to point. But, to To point out how many complex pieces he left there. They call him Doc, which they say, oh, it's the Bugs Bunny thing. But yet, the Doc sticker is the one that disappears from the door. like Dopey. Oh, dopey. But they said, like, dopey... Yeah, right. So the theory was, like... Yeah, I saw this in... It might have been in the 237. Where they're like, but it's dopey, but there's also... Uh, a dwarf named Doc oh, yeah. who is the one who actually becomes more like intelligent yeah. and the one who's more sensible yep. and they're saying was Doc he was dopey now was, he's Doc he, he was dopey now he's Doc and they're saying so is Doc really because of the Bugs Bunny thing or is it Doc because he's the the dwarf that is more yeah. reasonable after or actually maybe the maybe the opposite of dopey right that's what it was and then you're like are these pieces that were put there on purpose or are, are yeah, we people just people or, yeah. or yeah well we're all we're, we're there reaching with are oh, right reaching. now so right but it's
1: only because I think that they were intentional and so yeah. for whatever reason whether yeah. Stanley whether Kubrick wanted to just do things to say he did it yeah or if he actually had some underlying meaning to it I think yeah. it's fun to look at it that way but yeah you had the, questions about oh, things
2: that these are, these are questions I had that either weren't explained or are good fodder for people to make another conspiracy more, more theories like, so just back up so like Jack is the caretaker and then people so he starts, he starts hallucinating maybe is it hallucinating or is he shining right yeah. so he meets like Lloyd the bartender and one of the scenes there is where um, he shows up to get a drink from Lloyd and Lloyd says oh you don't have to pay your money's, your no, money's good no good here, here. Yeah. and Jack says I'm the kind of guy that likes to know who's buying their drinks and he's like... And he says um, something like... Well, um, that's a matter that doesn't concern you. It's on the house. Yeah. Doesn't concern you right now. Mm. Well, who's the house? Is, it the, ho- is the hotel
1: so the one house? So, th- well, one theory is that the hotel... Is the house. Is trying to use him to kill Danny. Yeah. So, like, the hotel is buying him... And lights. the
0: shining or whatever, you know, and his ability to shine.
1: Well, not even so much that. I think it's just that the hotel is shining because the hotel has the power. It has to be the dominant and one he's, or somebody. And it's using jack because jack is crazy yeah in
2: the end so and that just doesn't but it never gets answered yeah it doesn't and yeah. that's the very open the for interpretation so that, you know so there's the obviously there's this bigger power this bigger thing going on it's like because think about your money's over no so, here like yeah. like, well, like, they, the, like that the, matter doesn't concern you yet so like yeah. the great well when when do we find yet? out we never we never do yeah, you yeah.
1: won't find out and the thing is like if you think about it you're, you're right it doesn't make a lot of sense the Grady, the fact that Grady exists in the real world at least as far as we know because Ullman told him well unless the, sh- ho-
2: unless the whole hotel's a, a, an illusion
1: but that's the thing that's, that's another well, the theory thing could be is that everything that happens in that movie that gets Jack there is is an illusion created by the hotel itself so Ullman's fake his person's
0: a fake so like, everyone it kind of reaches he reaches past its walls Well, they, him to so get him to come they in they
2: definitely do things that would lead you to believe it's a dream, right? Because when you're in a, you know, when you're in a dream, right, shit doesn't make sense. Like you'll go through one door and you'll you'll be in you're your house, completed. and then the next thing you know, you're at work, and then you're at some well, other. Well, like office.
1: That window makes no the sense. Win- yeah. The
0: window is not there. It's literally. No sense. Like we, we didn't mention, but Danny's little, little tricycle rides. Yeah, he changes floors. He changes. So like the first one, he does three rides. The first ride is just a straight square, and it makes sense. It's fine. He's on the first floor, whatever and then the second one it makes like a P shape he makes like a P shape but it's all on the second floor so it makes sense and then the third ride he starts on like the first floor takes a corner and then he's on the same levels that we saw that were on the second level right With, you know so it's just it's funny little things like that those, just go like, in there so when
2: they're taking the tour early on and Dick Halloran's taking Wendy and Danny through the kitchen they walk into one cooler and he shows them what's in there yep and when they come out it's they a whole they came one. out a different one and that's yeah. where she so ends up trapping very jack Dreamlike, which might actually play to your wendy theory where she's just hallucinating on yeah. she right. could be they she could still be in the apartment down in wherever right, they were yeah. down right. there that's why they that theory kind that of that theory
1: fun cuz i want to make sense a that of that i forget what video it was somebody somebody i forget i, mean, I feel awful not remember the 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 video's name i'll have to find it and share it with the social media yeah. so you guys can see it but yeah, it was really interesting because I had never thought that before, and then this person kind of put it in my mind.
0: I was like, "Well, yeah." Now starts. I want to rewatch it with that in mind because because all of the little you know, quote unquote, we keep saying quote unquote continuity errors, but it, I would like to find an underlying like this happens every time. Someone's anything you know, like that lines up correctly. She's one
1: of those mothers that's super concerned about Danny, like Dan, there's always something wrong with Danny, like what's wrong with Danny? Yeah, maybe it's her. And she's the problem. Yeah, nothing's wrong with It's you're not just Danny. it's you're imagining all of this stuff happening. Cuz she's the one that comes in and says, "Danny told me he saw a lady in room 237." You mm-hmm. don't see Danny tell her yeah. that he saw a, obviously we see him see it. Yeah. But that could be her imagining it, and yeah. we don't know. Yeah, because if you think about it, a lot of the shots that she's coming into the shots, we're seeing the shot from her perspective. Mm-hmm. So when she walks in on Jack, we're walking, we see Jack from behind, and she walks into the frame. Yeah. If we see Jack in bed, we're looking at the mirror. And we sit, we pan out. And we see and from her the of the in the room. room. So I want to it. be watch that it, she's yeah. imagining all of the everything that's happening? In I'm this? gonna
0: rewatch that. That's s- why I was soon, like, with that in mind, to
2: see huh. what lines up to what. So the last thing I have, but I probably lots of things. but The last thing I'll bring up that like just things that didn't seem to get answered that weren't like inferred like this was the storyline happening it's, so Grady who Jack meets starts seeing an illusion I don't know are they like did he meet him in hell is he just shining I don't know these are the questions people but they didn't answer yeah. so Grady's the butler now not a butler but like a server butler whatever yeah. and Jack meets him um, spills stuff on him they go into the restroom and Dawns on Jack who he is when he says, I'm Grady. I've you know, I've been here, I yeah, work here. Delbert Grady. Delbert, Delbert Grady he's like I know who you are. And then he's like, you can tell he's like thinking he's like, I know who this <clears> is and he's like and then he starts being like coy about the questions. Yeah. He's like, Hey, I worked here or what do I recognize you? Yeah. did you used to be the caretaker here? Oh, no, not, no, so, no Not me, no, I don't think so, sir. Yeah. He's like so Grady are you a married man no i yeah, just yeah, playing the whole... my two can, we, can we all just girls? agree so how we're...
1: awesome Jack Nicholson is like, like this is, might be one of his best roles oh it is
2: <laughs> I heard trivia like that to get himself like weird and angry through the whole thing The entire filming of the movie, he decided to eat nothing but cheese sandwiches. (laughs) And he he hates cheese. (laughs) Hey, that's method acting right there. Um, So anyway, so there's Grady and he's like, so you're a married man? So where (laughs) are your wife and kids? And he's like, oh, around. I'm I'm not sure. And then he confronts him. He's like, you killed them or whatever. And he's like, and Grady says to Jack, you're the caretaker here. You've always been the caretaker. Mm-hmm. And I know and I know, know, I've, and and I know because I've always been here. There that's the answer to something. Yeah. So Jack's always I been the open-ended. caretaker. Yeah. Grady's always been there. So I'm missing something here. I got yeah, and, well, we and, got, that, and that's got, just the answer. We got part that, one and part three, and that's three. the thing
1: because that kind of what throws you off at the end too. With the, where he's in the photo from 1921, yeah. Like that, so you're like, wait, like hold what? on a second. That's why it leads more credence to the idea that the hotel is control trap. It's controlling everything. Yeah, because that's why Wendy sees the dead things at the end. That's why the blood okay, is but coming out. Has of Jack the... always been there? No, no, no. But my point is, is that no, ho- I know. But I'm the hotel for... is using the, the the images of Grady and. Lloyd over to to get uh, Jack uh, to I'm think look
2: I'm looking for answers here <laughs> no, I,
1: I don't think you're gonna I, I don't have the answers come on Stan where gonna, are you at I don't know if you're gonna get the answers for me but but yeah no that and that's
0: that's just one of the more confusing things I love is that, that, that movie.
1: I love that you can watch it every single time you watch it
2: you can come up with a different theory yeah part. okay so here's here's what we do <clears throat> part two of this is gonna be we all come back with new and our own our movie. own theories yeah
0: what, what stuck what didn't stick
2: no you have to answer the questions you have to answer these tough questions like no what do a quiz what what is has Jack always been the caretaker and what does that mean yeah is the hotel a real place or is it not a real place
0: I don't know we're gonna ever get to these answers I need a documentary with all the, the cast and crew well you're not gonna get
1: I don't know if Stanley's dead obviously Jack is alive is Shelley Duvall still alive
2: I don't think so. I think, I think she, she died, got, didn't she? She got really, really sick towards the end and had mental illness. I, think. I forget, but
1: you may not, I, know, I know that the kid that plays Danny Torrance is still alive. Never
2: acted again, though. Like, that was the only no, I it ever. wasn't. He didn't even know it was a horror movie and they were making it.
3: Like,
1: he said like, he didn't realize what the movie was because he well, didn't see it. He didn't see it till he was 16. The, well, and that's Stanley the thing, it's not, it not that purpose. horrific. Like, yeah. There was
2: a couple of scenes where like she was holding Danny and they said that he gave her a mannequin because he didn't want Danny in the scene because more to know. It. But that's the thing, too, is it's like
0: not like a true horror. Well, you know, I mean, I like gonna it's, it's, It dances on it. that genre it's, line. It,
1: it's, it's classified a horror movie, and I classify it a horror movie just because the book's a horror book, yeah. but it's not necessarily considered a horror movie yeah, by it's, everybody. It's a very weird genre. Because it's really genre. weird. And that's part of the... Another, th- another thing, another theory, is that, and this is a smaller one, but like all those continuity errors, mm-hmm. was just Stanley Kubrick
2: parodying Horror, horror movies of the time general.
1: where like a lot of mistakes because they didn't really take care Maybe,
2: but I think he's too he's too serious to parody anybody because parody is kind of like paying yeah. homage to somebody but that would go
1: along with like you said he was a bored genius he was just bored and well, I think, it, wasn't, I,
2: I think it was. Well, I think he was totally making a mental trap for people yeah. well and that's the thing like and we don't have to go crazy into
0: him again but like a lot of the quote unquote continuity errors are like not editing errors where like somebody is like no. looking the wrong way. It's like the typewriters, you had to order two different colored typewriters. Right. You know, the, well,
2: the like the, like the, play, vi- the Playgirl magazine. That wasn't like someone no yeah. didn't go right. to the proper and or grab or the, or the be- It was supposed to get, yeah. you know, Field and Stream Fishing yeah. Magazine the, and came when back. The with bear suit the bear, which, when, when Danny it's to be a dog
0: suit. Yeah. Right? Like when, when Danny board. was playing and the ball rolled to him down the pathway. Right. And then all of a sudden in the next shot the carpet changes. That doesn't you don't just accidentally get well, no. up and turn you know what I mean like well, they weren't not, done not a Kubrick movie at that point Kubrick
1: yeah. is such an established director at that yeah. point where he doesn't make mistakes but like, like that even, even if you were
0: an amateur filmmaker like even if it was your first movie if you're filming one scene you wouldn't accidentally get up and turn your camera around to the complete other side turn your actor around turn all the set around and be like oh you wouldn't you know, like you would just people read, it might like, be a little off people
2: read a lot into like the cans and stuff that are in like the supply room and stuff and I guess there's pictures like from any movie made, being made behind main, the scenes there's behind the scenes pictures and stuff of them setting up the scene and, he, and, and Stan, Stanley Cooper is the guy setting, at those shelves setting it up yeah. moving stuff so he's also, he didn't wh- just say to a bunch of guys hey fill that shelf right. with whatever and when, you know.
1: he, when he shoots his scenes everything's in focus so he's a master at shooting everything in focus yeah. it's not like hey focus on this one character or focus on this thing he opens the entire shot up for you to focus on everything so like when the chair disappears that's in focus. You're supposed to notice the cherry goes goes away. It's not one yeah. of those things where like on accent Out of, in the background where it just happens to be removed. Yeah, sure. No, that was there for a reason.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to say on that note, as I said in the video that I was doing talking about this movie, this movie makes my head hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm done with it. It is a puzzle. It's a puzzle in yeah, itself. Yeah.
1: And I think if you try to look into it too much, then it kind of loses some of the masterpiece of it, but like for me, I love this movie there's no reason for me to even like review it necessarily because yeah. like, you know my feelings
0: towards it um, so here's one last question that is like it's tough Would it's tough. would you ever want to see a Shining movie again no but more on the book no no you don't want to see like the book's no. version because they are very different
1: no at this point probably not I mean, that's my opinion. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I could be very much alone in that thing, yeah. in that, that idea, but to me, they're two very different things, yeah. and I like both of them equally. I love yeah. Stephen King's book, and I love the movie that Kubrick made, but I yeah. don't want to see them, because they kind of already did that with Dr. Sleep. Dr. Sleep yeah. was kind of like a pseudo-sequel to the movie, but it followed more of the book than anything else.
0: But, yeah, because I, I, I'm kind of indifferent about, about that sense, too, where... I, <sighs> I feel like I'm on that other side where I always want more and more and more, and then I don't realize I hate it until I get it. And I'm like, yeah, I want to see more, and then I get more. I'm like, this movie sucked. Why'd you make it? It's like, oh, cause I was clamoring for it. like <laughs> Yeah, and like, at this
1: point, they'll never do it.
0: Yeah, and and that's I think this movie does fall in the lines of like the movies like you know, it's tough to say like Jaws because they made like 13 sequels that were all garbage, but like they're never gonna. I don't think they'll ever remake. Jaws. No, they won't
1: remake it. It's too classic. You know, like an
0: ET. Like they're not gonna remake ET. I think that this movie falls into that category of kind of like the Untouchables, so to speak. But it's it is it would be interesting to see a, a visual rendition of the book because they yeah. are like we said they are very different. I mean, be, this has it'd Cuba be amazing if
2: somebody's like, oh, we we found like an extra page to his will. Yeah, it says and and, and, and we be. opened it and it says. It explains the entire movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, if it, if it we got, got some, it. If it we got it. Book. But this is also like—I mean, not to keep
1: dragging this out—but like, take like the Sopranos finale as an example. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things where like, it's just it's, you're not supposed to get answers. You're yeah. supposed to just talk Come up it. with come up with your ideas in your own and like this. Sit down with your friends and talk about it. and yeah. Decide like how do you think it ended yeah. or why is this the way it is? But. And that's why the Shining is a classic yes yeah. this is a classic movie please go watch it before we sign off one quick thing for the audience uh, if you haven't already please do us a huge favor and whatever service you listen to us on um, if you can rate us five stars and like and follow our uh, podcast it only helps us it sounds something it sounds like something simple but a five star and a, and a follow on, on Apple Pushes us to the top of the list, so it helps us build our audience. So if you could do that for us, our longtime listeners, if you haven't already, that would be great.
0: Yep. Um, but yeah, all of our socials: Fear and Beer Pod, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Like, share, comment, rinse and repeat. Keep this train rolling because we are heading right into Horror Night season. And you remember, we already there.
1: The moon landing was fake. And the, the moon, moon landing, landing
0: was fake. Was faked.
1: Fake. We didn't go. Don't listen to
0: them. Buzz off New life. It's all a conspiracy. It's, it's all a conspiracy. conspiracy. <laughs> I, feel like that I epi- need some tinfoil. I feel like that episode of uh, Malcolm in the Middle when Hal starts up his conspiracy radio show <laughs> yeah. and when he finds his old college equipment and there's a, a, a little run, like a black van that goes by at the end and they're like, they're onto me, they're onto me. He's running down the street with a mic. Nah, nonsense anyways. All right, guys, until next time. I was going to say that this train just went <laughs> off the rails. This is Nick. <laughs> and this is Seamus and Kevin. Until next time, happy haunts. Woo! And again, I would just like to thank Vampire Stepdad for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music. So if you would, just go check him out. Spotify, Facebook... Again, that is Vampire Stepdad.